0: Welcome to The Revelation Project Podcast. I'm Monica Rogers. And I'm Andrea Willits. Together, we're disrupting the trance of unworthiness and guiding women to reveal the truth of who we are. We say that life is a revelation project, and what gets revealed gets healed. So hello, everybody. Welcome to The Revelation Project Podcast. Today, we've got a special guest in store for you, Lisa Medley. Lisa serves as a sustainable well-being, lifestyle, and body relationship mentor with over 20 years' experience in the healing arts, including in expressive therapy, life and wellness coaching, therapeutic massage and body work, somatics, energy medicine, conscious movement, and dance, Lisa has experienced a divine connection all of her life. She is the daughter of a Unitarian Universalist preacher. She currently studies all kinds of spirituality and creates her lifestyle to be in integrity with her soul. She is the founder of Beloved Your Body, a lifestyle program that empowers women to cultivate a positive relationship with their body for sustainable well-being. Lisa believes that the body acts as a bridge to celebrate our divine humanity. And she also believes that as we create more love in the body, we create more love in the world. Welcome, Lisa. Thank you so much. So happy to be here. So great to have you. Um. This has been quite quite a chore trying to uh, get together with the flu season and everything else, hasn't it? Yes.
1: We're yes. finally doing it. We are.
0: It's we so are. great. I love this intro. I love this whole, um, you know, like I go right to like universalist preacher's kid. <laughs> Tell me more. How about that, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> how I was just going to say, like, how did you kind of get involved in this whole like realm of spirituality was that a big influencer for you
1: yes in like an unconscious way meaning when i say i've had a divine connection on my life i didn't really know that until more recently just kind of looking back yeah and you know my dad being a unitarian minister he's no longer on the earth and that you know for those of you that don't know unitarian universalist it's very humanistic so Mm -hmm. it is a religion And it's really focused on making the world a better place and with focus on humanistic issues like what is happening, you know, to people to the planet like here and now. Yeah. And there's a continuum, too. So and you can believe whatever you want to believe. If if you believe in God, if you believe in the Trinity, if you, you know, whatever that is, you're Hence certainly the universalist. Welcome. Right. Right.
0: Yeah. right. <laughs> I love that. Well, it's true. Right. There's there's um. I always I often talk about up, my upbringing, which isn't very universalist. It's like you're either you know, you were either Catholic or, you know, you had to be Catholic, right, to kind of be part of that congregation. And so, again, there's like that welcoming in the universalist where, you know, any denomination is welcome. Is that what I'm...
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's one of the traditional religions that's inclusive, like, automatically. I mean, right, of course, right. I mean, anybody can go into any church, I mean, generally speaking. And as far as, like, being part of a community you know, on an ongoing basis. That's one of the religions that exist that is very inclusive and really has been, you know, that's kind of the nature of it. You know, the the focus is on the interconnectedness web of life.
0: I think actually so segues right into this conversation of spirituality. It's so funny, right? Because when people see the name The Revelation Project, they immediately kind of like, oh, wait, is that religious? Right. And it's it's not. It's it's a very spiritually based Right. It's, it's more about, you know, just this idea of this interconnectedness of all of us and really um, discovering that we are both human and divine. And it's really a conversation about that and really revealing everything that keeps us from being what I call in love. Um, and this is where I'm now looking at your amazing sweater, which actually says love. So how <laughs> perfect is this? Yes, it was a conscious choice. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Um, it's a premeditated love moment. I love yes. that. <laughs> so tell, so tell me about the work that you do and tell me specifically more about beloved your body. Cause that just like resonates. I love
1: that. Hmm. Thank you. I I do too. And it's such a celebration that I have a name for it. Because over the last couple years, I started to reinvent myself and wanted to just pull together my passions and my expertise and really serve people in a bigger, broader way. You know, I was doing massage part time, I was doing coaching part time, I was teaching movement and dance part time, but it was all these like compartmentalization you know pieces like all awesome stuff but I'm like there's something else there's something else that wants to come through and for a while all I could say was it's about the body that's all I can say
0: (laughs) yeah right like I know I know I know this much is true right it's about the body it's about the body
1: and really as you know so much of what the revelation is about I, I could feel something coming through me to be revealed you know it's been a calling like on my own body when I when I feel like where it comes from it's like right in my solar plexus it's like in the center of my mm, body like yeah. I feel like this propulsion that's yes. the word that would come I'm being propelled like and I must follow it yeah and it's not like a have to from the external it's from an internal like I I, I live to be in integrity with my soul. I want to be comfortable in my right, own skin. Right, it's like a soul calling. I really it's hear it as a soul calling. calling, yeah. So it's like I can't not do it. <laughs> yes. And for those of us that are sensitive and energetically sensitive, which is part of my spirituality, really, and physiology, all of it, that like I can't not be comfortable in my own skin for a long time. I can't tolerate it. Like literally, I just, it's not much of a of a luxury you know, to like, oh, I'll get I'll get around to looking in and die, you know, soul diving as you talk about it's like, no, it's kind of has to happen right now. Or I completely numb out and we'll need to get locked up. Like it's just, it's like, I must just tend to that because it's so loud. My internal is so loud, which is a blessing. It's a challenge. Ugh, and I really wouldn't have it any other
0: Yeah, well, I love what you're pointing to, right? Because it's this idea that so first, what I want to say is I couldn't I couldn't have related to what you were saying. You know, if if I were to, f- like, go back to past 10 years ago, right, that like I had gotten to a point in my life where I just everything had shut down, I had become very numb, very disconnected, right. And And I think that my my reason for doing that was because at one point in my life the sensitivity it was like oversensory like overload. If you're somebody who has dealt with, you know, significant challenges or trauma, right? There's that stuff can get really loud, those sensations. And so figuring out a way to shut those down. But then part of I think this this experience on this planet is about remembering. And so I want to kind of come back to to just talking more about this work that you do and the importance of the body. Yes.
1: The word that you just used, remember, Mm -hmm. like nails it. Like remember, remember our body, like reclaiming it, remembering it as divine, yeah and really you know to what I you know spoke to and what you know we share about the the divine human and the body being a bridge and that you know at first it's come from my personal experience of really although I grew up Unitarian and like that was my what was around me I didn't fortunately have the, the the concept of you know guilt and sin and you know it comes out in different ways so and jealous yet- <laughs> <laughs> and yet there was also a very my own experience was very it's a very intellectual it was it's still very much in the head mm. somewhat in the heart I mean definitely in the heart for sure about you know caring for others and and there was still a lot of like figuring it out. Yeah, in the head, the logic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of committees, you know. (laughs) Yes. A lot of books. And so there was still a disconnect for me. You know, even within that more inclusive environment, I still wasn't fully connected in that realm where I was most connected to the divine and you know, you can call it whatever you want it to call, like, I'm very like, whatever that aspect of you, and it is an aspect of us, you can call it whatever you want. That's part of that interconnectedness, right? Yes, that's, yes. When you feel connected to something greater than you, and you can call it whatever you want. It's really more about the experience of it rather than the semantics. Right. It's all the same. When I've looked back at my my past informing my now and and this program is that I have always had this divine connection as I said through creative expression and through dance and movement and like dance meaning like dance like no one's watching like I've done some training you know in college and I'm grateful for that and I also did some you know more balletic training earlier like junior high when I was a teenage girl my parents were about to get a divorce you know I was drinking the same Kool-Aid as anybody else getting shut down suppressed cut off you know right right (laughs) shamed really was in that like I know what it's like you know that that concept of dance and that's why I call it conscious dance and conscious movement is that it's really about dancing like no one's watching and just being free to move and I've had that my whole well and 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 I have not so you know I'm getting kind of like
0: activated over here because I'm like ah and I have not you know like I Mm. didn't get the importance of being in my body in that way of having a relationship to my body in that way it was like and it's not it's so interesting like my ex-husband was um southern baptist right no dancing no drinking like none of that stuff which again I find fascinating right it's like the body as an instrument is so important it is such a major duh right and having a physical experience in in our just spiritual movement, right, that kind of like animation of spirit that Mm. happens within us to not dance, to not have access to a freedom to dance and move. I think the closest I got to it was a couple of like yoga classes and some probably inappropriate dancing at, at school, right? <laughs> just, but never in that sense, right? Where it, it, it just never was something that was made available to me. I did acting and things like that. But dance was never something that even occurred as something important to get into. And what I'm hearing y- you say, and what your work is all about is the importance of embodiment in all of these ways.
1: Why? Yes. All of these ways. Why? Because we remember we're divine human. Mm. Again, there's that word again, like remember, we claim it, we, we integrate it. So that's the, the piece about what I love and that, you know, we share about this honoring both. We are divine human, like we're, I mean, human being, you know, there's different, you know, perspectives of, Spiritual beings having a human experience. And I mean, there's lots of ways to talk about it. Again, it's just semantics. It's just really honoring all of who we are. I mean, that we, I know for myself the fact that I'm incarnated. I got stuff to do, I got stuff to learn. And sometimes it's pretty and sometimes it's not. (laughs) Yeah. And having this container, this vessel that has intelligence and it speaks to us and it guides us all the time. And so this piece about, you know, just going back for a moment to, you know, dancing like no one's watching since I could remember, like my earliest memory was when I was like four-ish or something, like I could walk, but I wasn't in school yet. My mom would tuck me into bed at night and I would say goodnight and then I would get up and I would put on my record player and I would dance around my room. Oh my gosh. For fun. Yeah. Because why? It felt good. Yeah. It felt good. Yeah. Really. I mean, bottom line, it felt good, felt good, felt free. I graduated to the Saturday Night Fever soundtrack, you know, when I was a preteen. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And, you know, it's really just looking back that I see and I also sang. So I was in choir and I was singing and and and, you know, and that was supported and really looking back when I, I like literally wrote out a timeline, maybe a year or sure ago, And I wrote down what I could remember when I was dancing and or singing. And that those creative expressions have been in my whole life. Tell me more.
0: Like, what do you mean?
1: There was a period of time where I did shut dance out of my life that period that I referenced to earlier when I was you know a preteen I had a ballet teacher and she was criticizing me being sensitive I internalized it all I made myself bad about it and wrong about it and then just being that age you know with with life stuff happening however I was still singing yeah I was still singing. So if I didn't have access to both at the same time, and even if it was like, you know, in high school after my parents divorced, I found the choir room. I had moved out of state. I started my freshman year of high school, October. I didn't know anybody. I was completely numb. And I found the choir room. And for, you know, whatever, one, two, three hours a week, something like that, I could access that state and what is that state that is that state of vitality that is that spiritual state that is that divine connection that is when your cells literally are expanding and you're connected to something bigger whatever that is you know for for everybody there's different ways into that experience and yet because it was Movement, dance, music, song, those are embodied acts. Mm -hmm. So I was in my body while I was experiencing this state of being. Mm -hmm. I wasn't up and out of it. I wasn't bypassing it. I was in it. And that thread has kept me alive, (laughs) really. Yeah. Because I've known there's something else. Those times when I've been shut down and and numb and suppressed. And again, like we live and breathe this air all the time, you know, this, these paradigms, right? These patriarchal paradigms that have kept us just in the matrix. You know, I mean, I'm growing up in the same world as, as everybody here.
0: Yeah. I mean, I'm sure you've heard us call it the training ground, right? It's like, yes, where we're kind of, again, like raised in this environment and and really ha- having it be almost so <laughs> uninhabitable right it's mm. it's literally almost like i i i almost look look at it like it's 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 a wonder any of us figure out figure it out and and come back to kind of like do this work and when i say come back i mean remember it's, it's such a journey. So I think part of like this, I don't know, ongoing consciousness, right, of, of like, if the end game is about kind of reaching this, like, universal kind of interconnected consciousness together, that it seems like appropriate that we would have to disconnect in order to remember and want to like, come back and help others, right, do the same. I think I think that's the work we're all talking about here is that there's a point in our life where we disconnect, and we start to believe all the lies that we're told, right, about ourselves, or, or that we ourselves, like through the ego, somehow are able to shut ourselves down, like we don't belong, we're not like everybody else, all that stuff, right, that we all have to go through in a personal development way. But that, that actually coming back and doing the healing work in the body, it, it enables us to access such a different level of being. It's like I go into this like, almost like, I've, I've never even seen this movie, but I often think of the title, The Unbearable Lightness of Being. And it's this idea that when you get past this, like the wounded piece when you're when you can be brave enough to actually inhabit your body and feel your feelings that on the other side of that there is so much joy and love and possibility available right it's like that's what we're really talking about here
1: absolutely absolutely and like you asked you know a little while ago like why like cuz we're alive
0: <laughs> cuz we're well, alive right? right like we're here like we're alive and it's it's so interesting because It's so true that like, if we're just living on the surface, like unaware that, you know, like we're, we're kind of living this low level dissatisfaction day in and day out. It's like, that's, (laughs) that's the cue that you're not living, you're dying, you know, that there's there's actually like that is the clue. That there's so much more available on the other side. And so back to the embodiment piece, right? It's like accessing this divine that I think opens this portal almost into this whole world that none of us know until we actually start to remember the truth. Yes,
1: yes. And, you know, you're pointing to that or what's coming up for me is, is it's a direct experience. And Mm -hmm. so I've been blessed. I didn't know it at the time, but I've been blessed that I've had access to this direct experience of vitality of alive. And it's also set me on the trajectory of like, ah, more of that, please. Yeah. (laughs) And that I won't settle for mediocrity. Because once you taste something, Whatever that is, whatever brings you joy in your life, once, once you have a taste of it, you can't go back. You can't forget. You can't unremember. And it is it is why we are here. We are here like another way that I like to talk about divine humanity is that we are here to anchor heaven on earth and anchor it in like our body has to be in a state where that lightness of being be bearable. Mm -hmm. And that it can be. And through my experience of, you know, having this connection, this experience, this embodiment, and then also in from a more professional perspective of studying massage therapy over 20 years ago, like I found my school in the yellow pages (laughs) before the internet existed. Yes. (laughs) And that really led me through and and lots of other healing schools and healing work and you know that I continue to study and expand that that really led me to understand how the body works and how friggin amazing it is okay so let's
0: how does the body work because I want to I almost want to like now I want to step back and create just a Perspective shift, right? Because I'm sensitive to the fact that we have some listeners and they're like, Embodiment, like, of course, imbo- like we're in a body, of course. But there's what I want to be clear that we're talking about here is that a lot of us are unaware of the fact that we're not truly experiencing all of what life has to offer because we have numbed out on some level. And it's this idea that when we're not fully embodied so i want to almost like go in like i don't want to segue off too much here but there's this idea in the shamanistic world that all of us have to go through a period of i don't i don't know if this is true all of us but certainly for me it was true like this period of soul retrieval where there were places in my life that i had abandoned myself and that in order to kind of come fully back into my body, there was this reclamation that had to happen. I had to go and make peace somewhere with my past. And I'm saying make peace while I think about collecting the peace of me, right? Mm. Um, that there's peace and peace, but that it those healing moments have made the bridge available for me to come back back fully into my body with so much more wisdom and so much more of an understanding that my feelings that my emotions are a vital part of how I navigate the world. Yeah. So coming back to kind of like when I when we talk when I'm talking with you Lisa about embodiment this is what we're talking about, right?
1: Yes, that's the remembering again, right? Yeah. And to add in a piece about emotions being a vital part of wisdom and guidance, Mm -hmm. what we sense in our body also, it's another tool. It's another guidance system. Simply, while you're listening, just sense the state of stress or ease in your body.
0: (sighs) And I immediately want to (laughs) breathe. Right. Because I'm like, hold it like I'm holding this podcast. <laughs> I want to do it right. Right. Like, so it's just this so immediate like, right, this immediately, like, <sighs> breathe. Right. Yeah. Relax. Let go.
1: Yes. Yes. and And so first is that awareness. Right. So. Yes. Embodiment. So what does embodiment mean? It means like you're aware of your body. You're aware that, well, one, you have one and what is your experience of it? So, and we're not taught this. So y'all let yourself off the hook. (laughs) Okay. Right. We're not taught this. We're not taught it, which is why that's what I'm doing. That's what I'm standing for is because I got some stuff that I can share and it is going to make it a lot easier. So and I, and I like to be practical. So here's a practical just self-awareness, body awareness is just, yeah, are you in a state of stress or ease? You could even think about your like making a fist and you make a tight fist and then you slowly open it and relax it so the blood returns to all of your fingers and your whole hand. And so you can sense just in your body right now, like as a whole... Do you feel like you're a tight fist? Do you feel like you're halfway tight? Do you feel like you're open and breathing? Maybe there's different parts of your body. Well, likely that's more true. There's parts of your body that are more tense than not. But you can just kind of as a, where am I at? Or breath, as you just went to, that's such a revelation. Yes. <laughs> to, am I? what is the quality of my breath? Like, how many shallow breathers do we have out there?
0: So I didn't even realize how breath hungry I always was, right? Like, I had air hunger all the time. And I think, like, up until I learned, like, how to be present. And I think, again, going back to childhood trauma, I had just stopped breathing freely. So, again, what you're talking about is this idea of, like, allowing yourself to get into this relaxed state it's like the bear is not here at least in this moment right here and it's allowing ourselves to fully be present and in a state of ease ease in this moment
1: yes yes and and so when i said a little bit about how the body works like what i mean by that and to just bring it into here and now and And to make it as concrete as possible is that we are physiologically designed, like how the body works, we're designed for stress, for fighting tigers, for, you know, swerving out of the way from a distracted driver and surviving those moments as well as all kinds of other moments in our life and to recover to restore to relax to breathe to be in pleasure to, pay, to be in pleasure we're wired for that we're it's wired natural. for pleasure we're wired for pleasure women especially yes i mean otherwise we wouldn't be on the planet right we wouldn't we wouldn't have that <laughs> Right, And so that points to that divine humanity, right? Where we have the design, the natural physiological design to defend, to fight, to flee, to freeze in all kinds of moments and doing the best that we can. And especially as children, we're just trying to survive. We're in training to what's around us and we're doing the best we can. And we have that physiological capacity. Our body has that capacity to help us keep going. And we're not designed to stay in those states for long periods of time. Otherwise, we have chronic stress and dis-ease. And frankly, I don't have enough swear words for how much the culture tolerates it. It's ridiculous. Yeah. So give me an example. Like... Well, I'll sleep when I'm dead mm. or the badges of honor of, you know, working whatever crazy number of hours a week or getting into the office before anybody else. Or um, I frankly, I never worked in the corporate world because I knew I will not survive this. Yeah. I will not survive this kind of pace. Like I no, uh, uh-uh, uh, uh-uh. Right, right. Um, what else? Let's see the traditional medical model. I'm not knocking it all like there's some awesome stuff about it. Right. And, you know, unfortunately, people learn about their body when it's in breakdown or uh, when there's a part so of it. Oh, so true. And then because we're not empowered, because we haven't learned, we haven't been supported for hundreds and thousands of years. When we learn about that part of our body, it's looked at in isolation that and there's and not at and not as the a
0: piece of the larger holistic right how how do all of those organs and cells and body parts right connect what's the whole overall view not just the isolated like oh you have a thyroid condition yes right it's what are you eating
1: what are you doing for exercise what kind of stress are you under yes absolutely absolutely and you know the, the, the fix me, the fix me, the pop a pill, the, the, I mean, and there's a time and a place for all of that. You know, I'm, I had an emergency C-section, you know, like right, very right. grateful for all of that. And we're living in, well, just that model, that medical model is really left over or was part of the industrial revolution and little before that. Of just this, you know, pushing through and production focused and treating us like machines, treating us like machines. And I mean, that is what that's part of what beloved your body is about is your body is not a machine. It is this sacred, energetic, vibrational entity wired for pleasure. And why are you treating it like a machine? Because yeah. we've been trained that, right? The training ground. Yeah, we've been trained to ground. treat it like a machine or even going back to the patriarchal uh, paradigm. We, we suppress it. We bypass it. We should it. We judge it. We criticize it. We shame it. It's all wrapped up. Well, and to nurture it is, is that feminine that's very suppressed in
0: society, right? So exactly. a lot of this, like, so Shakti, Tell tell us more about that.
1: So Shakti is another word for prana, which is another word for chi, which is another word of life force energy and many, many other words. So it's the the life force. Like when you're breathing, that's your life force moving through. And it's a cleansing. It's a,
0: right? There's your exhaling the old and inhaling the new, right? It's the recycling. It's like feeding our cells. It's feeding our brain oxygen, right? It's got so many life-giving benefits, right? So if we're not breathing, if we're not connected to our breath, if we're not, you know, aware of what the breath and not being connected to it, you know, like, again, there's just so many unintended impacts of this ignorance
1: right yes absolutely absolutely and you know taking it beyond the breath just into your whole body right we're made of 50 trillion cells 50 trillion cells like my brain can't even get around that 50 trillion cells of power so when we're talking about power and reclaiming our power you got to get in your body, you got to get have access to that life force to that vitality. And so like then in my world, quote, unquote, health and wellness becomes a spiritual tool. Mm -hmm. It's not something that happens outside of us. And that's partly why I created beloved your body as a way to how to treat your body with respect, with honoring, with kindness, with nurturing, with nourishing, all of the ways that we haven't been taught how. Mm-hmm. It's very been very outside in. And even in the the wellness world of which I've been in for a long time now, there's still this this disconnect around. We know a lot about what to do, not so much how to be. Ooh, t- say more about that. Like we know a lot about what to do for our body, right? The, you know, general population and not not everybody has the same access. So So again, give some examples. Like we know what to eat, right? Know what to eat. We know we should exercise at least three times a week. Yes. Like, you know, those, you know, the numbers, Um, you know, sleep is sleep is getting a little more, a little more out in the world, but it's still pretty much focused on, you know, quote unquote diet and exercise. And I'm using air quotes because I don't use that language in my work. It's really like, how are you moving your body and what are you putting in it? Yes. Okay. (laughs) And so being with it though, is, is having that again, that awareness of, you know, am I, am I a tight fist or an open palm? Yeah. What is, where, where is my, my state of being on a on a physical level, a physiological level. Am I hungry? What am I hungry for? Am I exhausted? Like am I really exhausted or am I just a little tired? So having that and that's really what I teach people is like how to listen, how to tune in, right? Giving the remedy for this brainwashing that we've been in of what am I listening for? You know, you. I mean, you've probably heard, you know, listen to your body, listen to your body. Yes. And how do you actually do that? Yeah, it's one thing.
0: <laughs> right. It's like, so yeah, that doesn't help me right until I actually know what we we talk a lot about models for things.
1: Yes, I so appreciate that.
0: Yeah. So it's this idea that, you know, there's Here's what that looks like. Here's what that sounds like. Giving a scenario, right? Taking somebody through an inquiry uh, or a meditation, right? So that they can actually get present to certain parts of their body. So I'm imagining that this is all part of your work. Yes, yes. And
1: empowering people with the skills. So that's what I, I teach skills. I teach like how to listen to your body, meaning your body's language is sensation, and emotion. Yeah. So it's kind of a two for one. Yeah. So if you're emotionally cut off, guess what? When you get more in your aware of your body and get skills and support, again, letting yourself off the hook, you will also get access to your emotional self as well, as well as your physiological self. So what are you feeling emotionally as well as what is the sensation? Is it contracted? Is it open? Is it warm? Is it flowing? Do you get it? image do you get a song in your head do you get a, a metaphor um, so I when I talk about the language of the body being sensation or like learning like okay well what does that mean just pretend you're going to a foreign language class and you go into the foreign language class and the the teacher starts talking and they say something like is your you have no idea what it is that's a made up language <laughs> And then you go back to the class and you go back to the class and you go back to class and eventually, oh, that sound means this word. Yes. And when I use this word with that sound and this word, I'm saying a sentence, right? I mean, yes. I'm just breaking it down really simple. Because that's really how simple it is. We just haven't been, again, trained, supported, taught of like, what am I sensing without judgment? I mean, that's a big one, right? Without judgment. Just be aware, being the witness, being the observer. So hence, so many spiritual practices that have existed for so long are so important in our evolution, right? To practice that witness, practice that you know detachment one could say and then it's like well what is happening here what is happening inside and really honoring your body as sacred as divine that it that it is it is your vessel it is your vehicle it's what gets gets us around and that it has guidance for us. It has information for us. Just just like our emotional self, our emotional body, if you will, we have our mental body. We're really hyper aware of what's happening up there, right? Yeah. With our thoughts, which some of which aren't ours. And when we're experiencing something, we have a thought, we have an emotion, and we also have a sensation in the body. All are happening at the same time. It's a simultaneous occurrence and it's powerful information because it gives us awareness and what i like to imagine is like a round table and we have our our mental self our thoughts we have our emotional self our feelings and we have our body our physical sensations and then we also have our energy and you know which could also be intuition or you know other ways of calling that or our spiritual uh, yes. higher self, right? you know, and then we also have our soul, you know, my, my company is called Solistic Arts, <laughs> right? right? There's, there's that voice. Let's give all of who we are a voice at the table. Yeah. Oh, I love that idea. This like, so
0: it's so true, right? Like picturing a table where like all aspects of you are actually invited to like sit at the table and have, you know, and have a voice, right? That's such a beautiful kind of way to envision the being, right? It's this, it doesn't have anything to do in that moment with doing. It has to do with the inquiry of like, who am I, what am I feeling? What is needed here, right? It's the discernment of, but, but the discernment after you've allowed all of the voices, to inform you right yeah yeah it's like this idea of of then taking all the wisdom from those aspects of self and then discerning what's there versus just listening to you know the pain in your side and making something up about what needs to be done right there's there's a deeper inquiry or what is this anxiety right sitting with it and getting going below the surface, right, which is kind of like going around that table and getting answers from all of those different aspects of the self.
1: Yes, yeah, yes. And and the body's voice. I mean, I hone in on that, because partly I'm so sensitive, partly because I'm so knowledgeable about how the body works. And I'm like, this is amazing. Like people need to know this yeah. and that we live in a culture that tolerates such a high degree of chronic stress, that there is this, this, um, unwillingness, but I think it's really more because it's so uncomfortable. It's so unbearable that if you're in a chronic state of stress, because that's, what's valued that when you start to tune in, you're just going to hear like static yeah, or pain or, of course you want to numb out. Like if you don't have the tools or the support to even go beyond that, like, of course. I mean, I say that with utmost compassion. I've been there. I know what that's like. I still do it sometimes. And that when there is that compassionate, supportive, non-judgmental space for all of you and all parts of you to have a voice, then you at least get that information. And the information of being able to discern the the feeling in your belly you know or that constant state of contraction which shows up as digestive issues is gold when you tend to it and you know what you said is like and then what they what does it need what do I need what do parts of me need right that's that's the million dollar question yeah when you can ask how am I feeling on What am I thinking? How am I feeling emotionally? What am I feeling like sensation wise, energy wise? And then what do I need? Yeah. And then you live from that place and you are empowered.
0: Yeah. It's, it's, um, it's so, it's so simple and yet it's, it's not what we're, I I think about going back to that little girl in the universalist church, right? And again, you've said it was all like, but if somebody had used the language of the body and said, when you are feeling inspired, your body will do this. When you are feeling afraid, your body will do this, right? It's a different language. Instead, we, we tend to rationalize or, you know, intellectualize everything, even how we feel. We don't actually feel and get the wisdom from there we immediately go up into our head and again this is why we call it soul diving because we're saying stay out of your head my god right yes it's the the brain is useful the ego is useful but where we want you to go is to actually dive into your feelings and become informed there dive into your body because the body holds the wisdom
1: absolutely it doesn't lie yeah it It doesn't lie. lie And the other thing about the body that's really important to say is that, and it's also part of like the misperception, because we've been taught, is that your body has, you know, 13 physiological systems, over 600 muscles, over 200 two joints. Like it's made of stardust, basically. <laughs> and, and it really is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which is a whole nother podcast. That's, yeah. Totally. Yeah. That's how divine we are. And it's made of energy, really. And that all of these systems and parts are working on your behalf. Mm -hmm. Your body is not trying to slow you down, let you down, like be mean to you. Like it really is like, like when I talk to people about listening, like, okay, there's the language and then how do you listen? That's one of the skills I also teach. And like the summary of it is... You know, when, when a loved one, you know, comes into, you know, the room or a little kid and there's something going on, how do you approach them? You approach them like, oh, honey, what's going on? What what can I do? What, what do you need? So as a like another concrete, you know, visual to play with is just imagine that your body is sitting in a chair, you know, across from you or next to you or across the room, if that's better, more comfortable, and just... Approach it, just acknowledge it, and just know that it is doing its very, very, very best to bring you back to ease, mm-hmm. to bring you back to center, homeostasis. It wants you to feel good. Mm-hmm. It really does. Again, we're in this culture where we're not empowered with that perspective, and we get also caught up in the well I'm not powerful so fix me
0: well what we get caught up in is the should because I'm over here like imagining my the listeners right today and it's like oh that's lovely and sounds like a luxury kind of thing but I had just such a huge breakthrough around this over the course of the last 10 years because one of the things that was really true for me was I kept putting myself in harmful situations with people who would mistreat me. It was like I had this I had this belief that if you love someone, you shouldn't like give up on them or you shouldn't um Some of us have these, just we grew up with them and we've never really kind of like taken a look at kind of taken an inventory of like what these recordings are in our brain that say, well, I have to because I'm, you know, that's my family, right? So because that's a big one is like, well, I can't, I can't not do it because that's my family, And there comes a time (laughs) where you actually start to realize like, no, there's something called like a boundary when you have a a physiological reaction to something that is harmful to you and is doing harm to you on a daily basis, right? Whether it's work or someone in your family or someone in your, you know, um, friendships, it like, I don't care if you've been friends your whole life. But if this person has continued to treat you like, you know what, your whole life, and you haven't removed yourself from that situation, you're gonna get ill, because your body's been telling you all along, this does not feel good. I don't like it here. I'm scared here. I don't, you know, this doesn't feel good. Like our body is constantly giving us those messages. And like, it's almost like we clip the the check engine light. Hmm. and we cut it off and like now there's no more warning signs because we've just ignored it for so many years and yet that's kind of what this like replugging ourselves back into this embodiment for our listeners this is not we're not saying that this is like going to be a comfortable process but it's a necessary one to actually get you or get us all to the place of like empowerment which is what you're talking about
1: absolutely I love that engine light right I mean that's like that is very relatable and and I've had clients talk about that it's like oh yeah, like the car, like there's a check engine light. Yes, right? or it there's comes like, on when there's something wrong. Yes, and we just don't know, again, because we haven't been taught, we haven't been supported. I mean- We haven't been supported. I love that you just said that. We
0: haven't been supported. Like nobody's out there modeling it. It's like, especially with women, it's like, no, this is what a strong woman looks like. This is what a fully empowered, fully permissioned woman looks like, is she says, no, not that that does not feel good in my body and therefore i'm going to listen to my body and my instinct cuz
1: we were taught to shut that shit down yes absolutely that there there there's <laughs> this is when my brain's exploding with wanting to say like, five yes, things at once yes, yes. <laughs> so okay one of them is that sometimes i you know we'll we'll share this you know in a, in a talk or or you know even just with some of my friends and or clients are like, Oh, well, that's so hard. I'm like, you know, it's not hard. It's unfamiliar. Yes, it's not hard. What I'm talking about is like, how to listen to your body, how to create a relationship with it. There's skills and tools we're already doing in relationships in our life that work well, those that work well that are fulfilling that are nurturing, nourishing. It's really just translating it to yourself and your body. With some other pieces that you may not know of, like I teach like an anatomy physiology 101, like I kind of build that in there just to empower you with like, this is how friggin amazing your body is. Yes, this is how it works. This is how it works. And and to be empowered with that information, because frankly, that that knowledge as an energetically sensitive being has grounded me to be empowered because I know my body is working for me
0: yeah it's super helpful right it's it's like um the other day I had um, we had a special guest in one of our you know just dis, dis panel discussions that was kind of like likening our like neurobiology to a, the metaphor of a tree with the, like the strong roots and then also the branches right and kind of looking at the neural network and then the trunk is like the vagus nerve it's just so' It's so awesome because again, like going back to dance, it's like the vagus nerve when you dance, you're shaking that vagus nerve, you're shaking off the memory in a lot of cases of trauma. So I also I know that we're kind of running up on time here. But what I want to ask Lisa, because I think it's like really important is so give us a a, like a scenario of like how would somebody begin to work with you like first help me understand how a client normally finds you what what they come to you with like geez I'm realizing I heard you on a podcast and I I don't I don't think I have a relationship to my body right
1: like what are some of the symptoms that make somebody come to you And then how do you work with them? Great question. Thank you. So part of it is, well, one, you just gave an example. Like if you recognize that you're not in a positive relationship with your body, again, let yourself off the hook. Let yourself off the hook. (laughs) Let yourself off the hook. And you like if you have that awareness now some people don't even know that they're in a relationship with their body never mind that they actually have one so another way is just looking at your state of health your state of wellness well-being I use them kind of interchangeably your vitality how's your energy Mm. do you do you have enough energy to do what it is that you want to do like more often than not not this is not about perfection Right. It's about like, of course, just, but if you, have, but if you're constantly exhausted, if you're constantly exhausted. If you're feeling like you should be doing A, B, and C, and you just don't have the energy for it, but you keep plowing through, then th- that's all very clear signs. If you're in any state of dis-ease, whether it's a full-on disease process, or you're just not yourself. Depressed, anxious. Yeah. You're, um, you're in sad. stress. You're in yeah. chronic stress. It all boils down to chronic stress really, and from a from this physiological perspective. And so if and if you just want to feel better in your body, if you want to feel more comfortable in your skin, and also some of my people are, you know, spiritually minded women who have a sense that there is something more, and maybe they're Mm -hmm. already on that journey, maybe they're seeking, um, they're searching. And part of that equation is embodiment part of that is feeling that divine connection in those cells in your body and one of the second skills I teach is how to relax Mm. and I'm not talking it's not a luxury like it's critical it's critical that you know how to do that and again it's not hard it's just unfamiliar yeah so I I the beloved your body program I offered in a lot of different ways it can be a self-study I have groups you can work one-on-one Um, You can just stay connected. And I also do, you know, like body wisdom sessions where like I would facilitate that on your behalf. And then my program really teaches how you can do that for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And I offer within a container of a lot of community and support because this is a counterculture conversation.
0: Yeah, and it's a practice, right? I mean, if it's you're going to undo you know, years of that training, right? It really is about being we always say this, being part of a community where you can actually practice with other women, right? With other people, with other humans because this isn't this isn't just a female thing. This is like a human thing. I l- I love that. I love that. And I think it's so important. Again, this whole idea of like this doesn't happen overnight. It's a practice. So I'm just kind of wanting to give um, an access point here for people to find you. So uh, that would be your website at solisticarts.com. Yeah, good. And so as we kind of wrap up, I just want to say what what would you say? Um, let me think of a good question. Lisa, hmm. first of all, let me just um, blend that. First off, first of all, do you have a a book that you recommend to any of our listeners that just kind of like talks about embodiment or that you love that's kind of in this realm that you want to recommend? Being a book book lover, I'm somebody who just, you know, is always looking for like something.
1: Well, I haven't written it yet.
0: Okay. <laughs> You're like, but I'm going to. But I'm going to. Well, all right. What would your book be called?
1: Let's go there um, well beloved your body is definitely in the title and I love and, that because it's be loved yes and yeah. beloved and that it's it's really it, and actually I, I have this written also again which is why we're so synergistic it's a revelationary approach yeah because it's all about revealing
0: right kind of this unknown this whole unknown realm. Of how important it is and how much is available to us when we embody. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And it's also that like divine feminine approach. Yeah. I don't call it revolutionary on purpose yeah. because it's not, we don't need any more beat up. Yeah. We don't need any more force. We don't need any more force. Yeah, we, we want need kind that of re- that revealing. gentle,
0: revealing, allowing. opening,
1: allowing,
0: ease, breath, right? Nurture, all of that. Yeah. yeah so yeah. beautiful
1: so I I don't have like a book like one however I like there is many there's many in my, my yeah like I'm but going there's through nothing kind of like right here on the surface yeah and that you know and part of it is because <laughs> I haven't written it yet and and like feel free to be in touch with me Um, my website thank you for saying that and just for clarity it's S-O-U-L I-S-T-I-C-A-R-T-S dot com it's a made up word And um, you can always just be in touch with me if, you know, if you're wanting some other resources to get pointed to there, there's, there's a lot, there's certainly a lot out there. And just first becoming aware that this is, it's our birthright. It's our birthright to feel comfortable in our own skin. Yeah. And we were, when we were babies, we Mm -hmm. were right there. We were so tuned into our instincts, even if it was just like a day before whatever environment we grew up in started to impose on us not to mention the outside world it's there so like that's one of the really really good news about this process although it's unfamiliar it's all just accessing wisdom that's already there it's just having guidance support community not judgment s- sacred containers to explore, learn, explore and learn skills. Yeah, Like you can totally learn how to do this. So good. Well, I, I, one last
0: question. What would you say has been your, I don't know, your revelation for 2020 so far? Like what, what's kind of come up for you as being something that is new or that you're exploring right now? Great question. Courage.
1: Wow. All right. Say more opening up my heart more so -hmm. like my own process of knowing of what I speak from a spiritual intellectual embodied place and really um opening up my heart space even more and creating more safety and energy and ease To expand, just to keep expanding and taking up space, shouting this from the rooftops, no matter what. And being with people like you.
0: (laughs) Oh, yay. Well, and what I'm hearing too is like what you were saying before this like calling forth the propulsion that you were talking about at the beginning, right? It's like allowing it to continue to expand you and expand others. I love that as I'm looking at your love sweater. And with Valentine's Day right around the corner, perfect, right? Well, thank you. I can't thank you enough for being a part of our podcast today and more to be revealed. Thank you. If you're someone who would value an opportunity to work with us in a deeper way, we'd love to offer you an introductory free month into our online monthly membership, Remembering Sisterhood. Join us there for soul diving, live coaching, special guests, journal prompts, tips for living your most authentic life, and so much more. Simply go to our website, jointherevelation.com and click on our membership link using the code podcast in the checkout. We can't wait to welcome you there. We hope you enjoyed this episode. For more information, please visit us at jointherevelation.com and be sure to download our free gift subscribe to our mailing list, or leave us a review on iTunes. We thank you for your generous listening, and as always, more to be revealed.